Welcome to No News. I'm your host, Joel Seymour, and this is where the good news is. On today's episode, we are going to be covering generosity and acts of kindness, whether that's for people who need it, those who have given it before, or those who can't help themselves. First off, I want to go ahead and cover three articles that are fairly similar. According to Food Navigator, Kroger buys and redirects dairy farmers' surplus milk to feeding America's food banks. Kroger is purchasing 200,000 gallons of fluid milk from dairy farmers who have struggled to find new buyers to purchase their excess supplies, much of which was originally destined for food service and schools before the pandemic hit. The milk will be redirected to Feeding America's network of food banks across the country. Food banks are experiencing surging demand as many Americans struggle to make ends meet during the crisis. According to Feeding America, an estimated 17.1 million additional people will experience food insecurity due to school closures and rising unemployment during the pandemic. Quote, with so many families struggling with unemployment and food insecurity today, providing access to fresh, nutrient-rich milk has never been more important, said Blake Thompson, chief supply chain officer for Feeding America. Quote, Kroger's Dairy Rescue Program is keeping America's farmer productive, avoiding unnecessary food waste, and helping families in need. Through its expanded dairy rescue program, Kroger will process at its facilities in Kentucky, Michigan, Ohio, and Texas and donate dairy farmers excess fluid milk, one of the most requested but harder to stock items at food banks, to Feeding America food banks and community organizations through the end of August. Quote, Kroger recognizes the growing need for fresh, highly nutritious food in our community, especially for children, as school remains closed during the pandemic to flatten the curve, said Kroger Group Vice President of Manufacturing, Aaron Sharp. Quote, at a time when dairy farmers have surplus raw milk, we're doubling down on our mission to reduce hunger and waste. Kroger's dairy processing plants and suppliers will be donating an additional 50,000 gallons of milk per month to local food banks and community organizations. Feeding America member food banks and other partners will help transport the gallons and half gallons to local hunger relief agencies. Quote, as the COVID-19 pandemic has forced businesses like restaurants and hotels across the country to close, some of America's farmers are left without buyers for their dairy supply. Kroger's Dairy Rescue Program is an invaluable resource for the dairy industry during this crisis and beyond, helping distribute and process surplus milk to communities who need it most, added Heather Jane McCain. Director of Public Affairs for Dairy Farmers of America's Mideast Area. As the COVID-19 crisis wages on, dairy losses will outplace those for cattle, oil seeds, and feed grain, with the average net cash income loss for a dairy farmer projected to be $345,000, according to the National Milk Producers Federation. 
In the second half of April, the USDA announced its Agricultural Stimulus Plan, which reaffirmed agriculture's eligibility for small business loans. Under the plan, up to $2.9 billion in payments have been promised to dairy producers. The USDA also pledged $1 billion in dairy product purchases for food distribution programs. On the flip side, according to ABC WKBW, New York State farmers donate 34,000 plus pounds of milk, beef, and produce to New York City families in need. The Northeast Dairy Producers Association announced that farms and co-ops across upstate New York have donated more than 34,000 pounds of milk, beef, fruit, and vegetables to fellow New Yorkers in need. In addition to the New York-sourced milk and food, packets of crayons and coloring books for kids have also been donated and are available to families on Friday, May 1st at Senator Ramos District Office in East Elmers, Queens. These are the donations. 300 pounds of beef donated by La Casa de Leche Farm in Livingston County and the Northeast Dairy Producers Association. 1,700 gallons of milk donated by Dairy Farmers of America, 20,000 apples equaling 5,700 pounds donated by Farm Fresh First Inc., which markets New York apples from over 100 apple growers throughout the state, 14,000 pounds of onions, 8,000 pounds of potatoes, and 4,000 pounds of cabbage donated by Tory Farms Inc. in Genesee County and the New York State Vegetable Growers Association. 2,880 pounds of blueberries and vanilla parfait yogurts donated by Upstate Niagara Cooperative, Inc., a dairy cooperative located in western New York, and 575 packs of Prang crayons made with soybean oil donated by the New York Corn and Soybean Growers Association, along with coloring books sponsored by New York Dairy Farmers and donated through America Dairy Association Northeast. The donations of food, milk, and crayons and coloring books will be available and distributed to families in need on Friday, May 1st. A hot meal distribution will also take place on Saturday, May 2nd. Quote, we cannot have hungry families in New York City and farmers upstate dumping their products because they can't sell it. Together with our farmer partners, we created our own network and we will convert our district office into food distribution hub to provide our neighbors with fresh produce and meals, said Senator Jessica Ramos. So, obviously these stories kind of go hand in hand. There are people in need, but those people are in need are also giving to people that they see that they can help. It's, it's no secret that this is a difficult time, but even longer than that, it's no secret that food waste has always been an issue in this country. So, to see efforts like these two, specifically with dairy products, but also with the beef industry and and the vegetable industries, those opportunities, it's exciting to see efforts to fight off coronavirus's issues with another problem solution coming to fruition. It's really exciting and extremely encouraging 
to see these two worlds come together, seeing the issue of food waste and seeing that it's only being heightened and deciding to solve both issues at the same time. And the most important attribute of that, the reason why this is able to happen is because there's a change of mindset that's happened to these people of what our resources are for. If they are for personal gain, whether that's personal or corporate, then we slowly forfeit the ability to be a blessing to others, to solve overarching issues. The more we or our company are able to convince ourselves to give, the more we realize that public prosperity always outweighs personal profit. On a piece of paper, it may not make sense to sacrifice uh, opportunities for our own good, or even worse on paper, to simply give them away when you can turn them around for profit. That doesn't make sense on, on paper. But that generosity is the backbone to our truest humanity. That is what allows us to have communities that thrive. This is true on the major scale and on a more personable scale as well. According to Narcity, an Antonio grocery store gave a bag of food to a man they caught trying to shoplift. Central Fresh Market in Kitchener took kindness to a whole other level after they gave a bag of groceries to someone they caught shoplifting in their store. According to the shop, instead of turning the shoplifter away, they decided to help feed him because the food insecurity in their community is heartbreaking. The news first came out when a shopper at the store in downtown Kitchener witnessed the incident and shared the story on Twitter on Monday. According to the user, a man was caught attempting to steal food from the grocery store when the owner confronted him. Instead of turning the customer away, the owner instead stated, we will feed you, before giving the man a bag full of groceries. Quote, I watched the owner confront him and pull fruits and vegetables out of his pack, then heard the owner say, we will feed you. Five minutes later, I saw the man walking through the parking lot with a bag full of groceries, stated the tweet. The post has gained thousands of likes and has been retweeted over a thousand times. Narcity has reached out to the grocery store, which acknowledged the gesture online. Central Fresh Market tweeted their thanks to the community for all the positive comments that they have received regarding the incident. Quote, we were simply helping someone in need, they wrote. Quote, many are very fortunate not to worry about the next meal. Witnessing our community's food insecurity firsthand is heartbreaking. We believe it is our great importance to help those in need. However, it's not just this local store that is doing what they can to give back to the community during these trying times. Multiple restaurants throughout Toronto have announced that they are giving away free food throughout the pandemic. A family-owned restaurant, Little India, announced they would be offering free meals to anyone who had lost their jobs during the pandemic or couldn't afford food at that time. Quote, all they need to say 
is I need a meal, end quote. Restaurant owner Sri Salvasara said, no questions will be asked. So these three articles, obviously they all go together and they paint a beautiful picture of community. But all of this isn't to say that there is no reason to fear financially. Clearly there is with each one of these stories. There, there, there is this overarching doom of financial insecurity, and you may be facing that as well, or at the least you see that around you, and it's looming, and it's scary. If that is the position that you're in, though, know that that fear does not rule over everything, and clearly through these stories, it does not rule over everyone. It only rules where love is overlooked. So when you have the ability to crush that fear's head with the blessings you have, go seek out those opportunities to share the victory with someone who needs it, who needs to see that that fear does not rule over them, but that your love can be their chance to see salvation from that fear. Next is a article from CBS News. Donations for Native Americans flood in from Irish people hoping to thank them for their help during the Great Hunger Famine. A GoFundMe campaign created to raise money for Navajo and Hopi families hit hard by the coronavirus has attracted donations from many Irish people who are hoping to thank Native Americans for helping them during the Great Hunger Famine that devastated Ireland in the mid-1800s. According to the organizations of the GoFundMe, the Choctaw Nation provided $170 in relief money, thousands in today's dollars, to the Irish during the famine in 1845. The Native American donors were said to have been inspired to help others who were suffering after experiencing massive losses during the Trail of Tears, when Native people were forced off their land and pushed west. Quote, 173 years later to today, the favor is returned through generous donations from the Irish people to the Navajo Nation during our time of crisis, the organizers of the GoFundMe write, quote, a message from Irish donor Pat Hayes sent from Ireland across the ocean, from Ireland 170 years later, the favor is returned to our Native American brothers and sisters in your moment of hardship. The fundraising page is now flooded with similar messages. Quote, we remember the Choctaw generosity during our famine in the 1940s, donor George Salter wrote. Quote, thank you for all that your people did to help my people during the great hunger. Over the generations, your kindness and strength of spirit was not forgotten. Together, we will get through this, Sean Farrell wrote along with his donation. Quote, joining the rest of Ireland in supporting you and hoping in a small way we can offer some comfort 
and friendship in your time of need, Donor Malachi Garotli posted. The unique relationship between Native American tribes and Ireland during the famine was commemorated in 2017, when a kindred spirit statue was installed in a park in the small town of Middleton in Cork, Ireland. So far, the GoFundMe campaign has raised more than $1.8 million towards its $2 million goal. Quote, We have lost so many of our sacred Navajo elders and youth to COVID-19. It is truly devastating and a dark time in our history for our nation. In moments like these, we are so grateful for the love and support we have received from all around the world, acts of kindness from indigenous ancestors past being reciprocated nearly 200 years later through blood memory and interconnectedness. Thank you, Ireland, for showing solidarity and being here for us. The article continues on, but I, I really wanted to focus on this aspect of the connectivity between Ireland and these Native American groups. Because this is a powerful example of how we, ourselves, should prioritize our memory. The term never forget is a very powerful one, and it's one that's often filled with a lot of sorrow. It's one associated and most often used for tragedies and offenses and terrible, terrible things that need to be remembered so that we don't repeat them again. But even though lots of those circumstances ought to be remembered for those reasons, and that that is the right approach for those, more than any other circumstance, more than any other type of memory, we ought to apply that never forget attitude to the blessings we receive and the blessings we wish we had been given. I highly suggest starting a list for all the things, big and small, that others do for you and give to you and say to you that are important. I highly suggest that you keep that to yourself and keep that list close to your heart. Finally, let that influence, let the influence of those things bleed into what you do for others. Because kindness is contagious if you allow it to be. It's not going to do anything if you just take it for granted. But if you stop and you recognize who has been important in your life and how they were important in your life, and what made it so influential. Those things matter because those are things that you can give back to others. So in this story, we can see how that can be done on a major national level, almost 200 years in the making. That kind of memory, it, it can be passed on from generation to generation like this, but that's not a guaranteed. We too quickly forget the blessings that we receive and we quickly forget that we can do the same for others. In order 
for us to be a part of something like this ourselves. We need to adopt the active mindset that nurtures this kind of generosity. Whether that is complete by actions done on your own or actions done by a nation around you. It starts with a memory. A memory of something great, a gift that is so unique and special. So make that list. Find what those are. And give that gift to many more. next two stories are so important for everyone to hear because they epitomize the type of wonderful life I try to highlight through this show. These next two stories show that while it may not be easy, and in fact it may seem incredibly daunting when you start, it is absolutely possible. These stories show that you, no matter who that you happens to be, you can change lives for the best. Now, enough building them up. I'll just let them do the rest of the talking. First, according to CNN, a 15-year-old is dropping off puzzles and handwritten notes at nursing homes to cheer up residents. Kita Gupta was heartbroken upon learning her regular visits to nursing homes were put on hold because of the coronavirus. Quote, they told me that I couldn't visit because they were trying to limit interaction with seniors to prevent the spread, Gupta told the CNN. The 15-year-old had been volunteering at one facility near her home in Paoli, Pennsylvania, for more than a year, organizing activities like trivia and bingo for the residents. Quote, the seniors aren't able to see their families, so that's causing loneliness, boredom, and anxiety. And then she thought of her own grandparents. Quote, they're in India, but I have calls with them on Skype. Even though they're stuck inside their homes, we can speak to them. Nursing home residents may not have that option, Gupta explained. So she came up with the idea to send goodie bags each one stuffed with one large print puzzle book, an adult coloring book, and coloring pencils. Quote, the puzzle and coloring books will help nursing home residents stimulate their minds and keep them occupied. The packages also include an encouraging note written by her nine-year-old brother, Divot. Quote, my brother helps me a lot. It's a lot of work. She's dropped off goodie bags to 18 nursing homes. Gupta coordinates with the nursing homes ahead of time to confirm that the bags can be received safely. Quote, I call them and say I'm going to leave the boxes outside the front door. They usually leave it out for a few days to make sure there aren't any germs before passing it out to the residents. She has now sent packages to 23 homes in the Philadelphia area. Quote, cheering them up makes me happy, even if it's just for one day. 
Initially, Gupta was purchasing items with her own allowance, but figured if she wanted to make a larger impact, she would need more money. As news spread of her good deed, more people wanted to help. Quote, I've heard from a lot of people, and people are sharing on social media. They've reached out saying, you've inspired me to do similar project in my area. The high school sophomore has created a GoFundMe account to help make even more of the thoughtful packages. Quote, it makes me feel happy that she is able to give back to the community. She's always, she's able to let them know that they're not alone and there's a community that stands with them. I am very proud, Gupta's mom, Swati, said. The teen says she will continue doing this until the public health crisis is over. Quote, Loneliness is now a bigger problem than ever with our pandemic and social distancing guidelines. We need to let nursing home residents know that they are not being forgotten and that they are not alone. As a community, we need to work together to make seniors feel loved and valued. End quote. This love is also needed on the other end of life as well. And there are people already there, willing to help, willing to start something new. According to NBC4 New York, CT teacher cares for students' newborn brother as family recovers from COVID-19. Above and beyond is an understatement when describing Luciana Lira, a Connecticut teacher who has been taking care of her student's newborn brother for a month as the family recovers from the coronavirus. Lira got a phone call in early April from Zully, the mother of one of her students. Zully was eight months pregnant, in labor, and COVID-19 positive. She called to ask whether the elementary school teacher can get in contact with her husband, who doesn't speak much English, and meet him at Stamford Hospital. Upon arrival, the family asked Lyra if she could take care of the baby, Nysel, until they find out if the child's father and seven-year-old brother were also infected. Lyra didn't hesitate. Quote, this shouldn't happen. This father, who adores his son, who adores his son so much, can't even go near his son. I just felt extremely depressed and sad. It's a stranger who's taking the baby home, Lyra told the Corrent. Nysel was born five me- weeks premature via emergency C-section, and Zoli was put on a ventilator, according to Lyra. Miraculously, the baby was COVID-19 negative and is doing well. Lyra's friend and colleague, Joy Colon, says the nurses at the hospital asked if Lyra was Zoli's relative because she was listed as the primary contact. And Lyra responded, I'm just a teacher. Lyra is not just a teacher. While keeping up with the virtual curriculum, she also takes care of her own son and husband. Even after the taking in the baby, Lyra continues to find ways she can offer support to Zoli. She started a GoFundMe to help raise money for her student's family to cover health care and living expenses. 
after having spent three weeks in the hospital and receiving the experimental plasma treatment, Zully was allowed to return home in late April, but she's still COVID-19 positive. Lyra only hopes the baby Nysel can be reunited with his family by Mother's Day. Now, I could ramble on about what I think we as a spectator can take from this and, and what this means for our lives. But instead, I all I really have to do is read the last paragraph of this article, which summarizes basically everything that I could say, just in less time. So, this is important. Colin's tribute to Lyra perfectly sums up her friend's act of kindness. She said, quote, essential workers are out there working every day. We're all at home, working and groping for an understanding of this new normal that caught all of us off guard. But this unselfish act reminds us that our humanity makes us all essential to each other. How will each of us respond when we are asked to simply show up and help? Unfortunately, this is all the time that I have today for this episode. However, the good news is far from over. As far as the global fight against COVID-19 itself, I have a few articles that you may be interested in. According to Hawaii News Now, just four new COVID-19 cases total reported over the weekend. According to Taiwan News, Taiwan reports zero new coronavirus cases, goes 26 days without local infection. According to CNBC, back to where we started, New York coronavirus hospitalizations fall to March levels, QMO says. The New York Times reports after recovery from coronavirus, most people carry antibodies. Now, if you want even more stories to read about people giving support to others in the midst of the virus, which you should be interested in, uh, I, I have plenty for you in that department as well. According to BBC, new Banksy artwork appears at Southampton Hospital. According to Variety, Guy Fieri, much respect to him, raises more than $20 million for restaurant workers affected by coronavirus. According to CNET, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation pledges $125 million for COVID-19 vaccine therapy. According to CNN, $1 million anonymous donation gives bonuses to hospital employees fighting the coronavirus. Also, according to CNN, a New York hospital's entire staff was surprised with a free vacation in recognition of their efforts to combat the coronavirus. And according to ABC News, new bill would forgive medical school debt for COVID-19 health workers. 
Finally, some good news environmentally. According to Sky News, lockdown extends Britain's longest run without coal since 1882. And finally, according to Newsweek, America's renewable energy sources have produced more electricity than coal every day for 40 days straight. Now, if you would like to read that article or any of the articles that I mentioned this week, uh, you can go to the show notes of this episode and you will be able to find links to every single article that I mentioned today. And also, this next week, as you live your life, if you see someone doing good, if you see an article about someone who is worth highlighting, or if you yourself are doing good work like any of the things that I've mentioned today, please reach out and let me know via my Instagram or my Twitter at Joel Can Seymour. That's J-O-E-L-C-A-N-S-E-Y. M-O-U-R. Joel Can Seymour. Other than that, that should be it. So I hope you have a great week and that you do some good. 